Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Welcome to the Box Set Pod. This week brought to you by, listen to the last podcast, Creative Kale, the interim podcast this week with Justin Lee Collins talking about how much he had to pay Mr. T to appear on his TV show. Uh, it's excellent. <laughs> Have a listen. Um, uh, that is all. Welcome. Tonight we are talking about uh, community, which is a, uh, well, we'll come on to what that is, but it's, uh, it's a comedy. Should we be carrying on watching it? Who knows? Who knows? Um, Okay, uh, I'm Howell, this is Jamie, uh, yep. our work experience boy Jack joins us, uh, Hello. not feeling well this week Jack? No, under the weather, Oh dear. got a horrible voice. Uh, is this yeah. fresh as flu by any chance? It certainly is. Oh dear. Oh, uh, spent in beer keller dancing on the tables. Wow. I begin teaching a course in radio next week at Chester University. I've got a feeling this time next week I may sound like Jack. Yeah, what are you, te- what are you teaching now? <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm teaching a module in radio for the next six months. Really? Wow. Good work. Yep, doing yeah, a... how to how to operate a radio? Yeah. How how to buy Who's that? What is going on there? What was that? Who's <laughs> Is that you, Jamie? Yeah. It's all right. I was just getting something on my internet and it it, uh, it started singing. I so see. I see. Uh, yeah, Ch- Chester University, um, 2 hours a week, so really pushing the boat out into my teaching world. Really wow. pushing the boat out. Uh, so I'll let you know how that goes when it does. Ooh. No doubt we'll have some new listeners from that class going, what can this guy actually do? Oh, it appears nothing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. um, Matt Wandless joins us as well from London. He lives in a, in a suburb of North London where he keeps people in the cellar gaffer taped up. Uh, how's the... Duct tape, actually. Uh, I'm sorry, duct tape. Thank you. Um <laughs> Uh, good. So, uh, Jamie, do we have any news this week before we get into community? We do, we do, we do, we do. Uh, there's a new trailer up for um, The Walking Dead. Uh, I am going to put this on the, the boxsetpod.com slash news page, but at the moment it's only available to Americans. Mm. But I've watched the trailer um and it's the yeah season seven's very we're all very excited if you've been watching the walking dead because it's a very nice cliffhanger at the end of season six did we all enjoy that? someone's gonna die and we don't know who it is yeah well the only thing is with the trailer for season seven mm. is it's basically it looks like they're gonna drag out who got killed oh, for quite no. a while yeah at least it got, i got the feeling they're gonna concentrate on a different storyline oh, in the they're first do, episode they're not gonna possibly. do flashbacks I really hope they don't. But they've got well, to. Think... You can't start an episode by just going, and it's that one. Can mm. you? They're not no. going to. They're just not going to. They are going to drag it out, I think. And that really frustrates me because, you know, it has been getting better, The Walking Dead. They've actually, you know, had a bit of momentum. Mm-hmm. They're going to lose that momentum by dragging the, this who done it plot, who died plot through the... I don't know, the houses. It's going to be extremely annoying, but the trailer is available, and I'll get it up on the site as soon as I can. There's also um, some images from the latest online streaming channel, Crackle, have released some set photos of their adaptation of the Guy Ritchie film Snatch. Has anyone used the online streaming channel, Crackle? No. No, didn't know it existed. No, well, it's uh, it's free. It's free to uh, to stream stuff on there. It's got movies and TV. I haven't used it yet, but um, it's free, so and it's legal. Going to. It's all legal. What? How it's legit. Wow. What, what movies? Uh, I'm just having a look now. Actually, uh, let's sort of have a look. What we've got. I'll just type in the name of an actor, Robert De Niro. Mm-hmm. See what we get. There we go. Jack, just having Jack. How far are you along with The Walking Dead? 
Oh, I gave up in Series 3. Oh, oh really? Shame. Okay. I've just I picked it, it back dreadful. up in Series 4. But, um, oh, that's great. I love it. I was driving past Old Trafford the other day, and there's a police station nearby on the edge of Cholton, and... Um, it's like an uh, not a police, there is a police station, but next door it's an army reserves place, so it has a big fence around it. And I did that thought where you go, oh, that'd be a great place to shack up if there was a zombie attack. And it made me think, you know, each season of The Walking Dead, they kind of end up in a different place, a different community. Uh, and uh, they haven't even begun to explore the possibilities of this world you know no i was thinking that today actually because i i've started i, I didn't realize basically how much of the walking dead was on amazon prime mm. and i've now started downloading episodes mm. to my phone so i can watch them on my commute ah. um and i was thinking today like if i was in that world i would be thinking what you want you want manhattan and you want elaborate bridges between skyscrapers yeah you've got a sea of dead underneath you and everyone's fine yeah i like that i like it's like a it's like a tree house but it's made of skyscrapers oh yeah imagine indoor but skyscrapers oh yeah with there with no no and yeah ewoks also let's fly now over to sweden where in the alps uh, Switzerland, where in the Alps we've got, you know, ski resorts that have turned themselves into fortresses. Ah, right, okay. I thought you were about to introduce a guest from Switzerland. No, oh, yeah. No, so I wasn't. <laughs> but what I mean is, uh, you know, they're missing a good worldview helicopter shot. And I'm aware, though, that that's kind of the point of this, is the whole question of, uh, are we alone? You know. Um, mm. Do, do, do we not- assume... That the virus has, uh, has spread across all nations, do you think? Yeah. Well, that's the question. I assume so, yeah. I mean, I, I, does it not worry you a bit that there's no end date for it, though? I, I don't know if I like the idea that this just becomes EastEnders. I like that. I do. For the I, eternity. I, I don't like know that if I'm idea. happy about that. <laughs> I want it to go on forever. I do know what you mean, but I, I do like how, how far it's able to get under the skin of the the idea yeah. as opposed to a film yeah also yeah. you know I'm on the last season of Nurse Jackie now and I'm thinking how are they going to end this how's it going to end and I don't I'm not satisfied with any suggestion that I can come up with for how it should end uh, and that, you know it's, it's a shame it's a shame that all things must end yeah, I and, think they ended it quite well in the end. It's it's, it's okay. not brilliant, but it's not bad, definitely. All right. Well, speaking of not brilliant but not bad, please welcome from Texas, USA, Mel. Hey! Kansas. I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Kansas. Kansas. Kansas, USA. There you go. How you there doing, you Mel? Are you, um, let's talk briefly about the new box set, which is we've only seen episode one of, uh, one of three episodes, a three-part special called The Trump-Clinton Debates. Uh, how, was, how was the first episode for you, Mel, and should we carry on? Um, I tell you what, it was entertaining. It was, wasn't it? It was, it was it, record viewing figures for an election debate in the history of election debates. And but didn't it melt? Didn't it give fill you with positivity that like he lost to the tune of twenty seven percent or something? Mm-hmm. Um, oh. I was um, quite gratified by his performance. Yeah. Hold on, it lived up lived up to expectations. What what's the twenty seven? Which side he, said he lost by twenty seven percent? The morning after, I read that he got twenty seven percent and she got, you know, the rest. Was that, on, was, that on, was that on CNN or something yeah. though? Because I think that there were there were other polls out there that had it a lot closer. Was there? Has the debate format changed in a way that I'm not aware of now? Is there a prize pool? <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, At what? the end, um, there's women that come out in gold gowns and they hand out. Lovely prizes and parting gifts. No, they don't. Awesome. Because, Excellent. I mean, with his background as a game show host, <laughs> they wanted yeah, to make yeah. you feel comfortable because that's what it's all about. Yeah. Um, I. It was great. It was a great example of of d- democracy in a way. It's a great example of democracy going horribly wrong, but also a great example <laughs> of democracy winning out. The democracy of TV, where ultimately, if you put a turd on a stage, it's going to smell like a turd. 
and it's going to look mm-hmm. like a turd. And he just could not. He just couldn't bring himself. I mean, it'd be interesting to see what himself. happened. He yeah. couldn't And He you... tried in the beginning. You know, you know, his panel of his advisors were back there holding hands and holding their breath. Yeah. We know you can do this. And for the first 20 minutes, they were like, it's going to work. It's going to work. And then uh, he no, just was not... like, you know what? Screw all of you and your advice. That's... I'm doing what I want. And you get that. You get that feeling with his entire campaign that he, he mm-hmm. behaves himself for a while. And then someone convinces him to follow their rules. The, the problem with this one is perhaps he will watch it and agree and actually behave himself in the next one. We're hoping that he continues no. to hang himself because he's he can't, a, he can't help it. He yeah, can't, he help, can't it. help it, can he? Once no, a dick, I mean, always the, a dick. <laughs> well, I mean, the misogyny is deep in that man, and, and it was unclear view during the debate. Um, every, you know, there were a lot of women chiming in on Twitter and, and afterwards saying any any working woman in the United States knows exactly what Hillary was going through on that stage. Yeah. Being talked over during meetings, being yelled at, being interrupted. Mm. I mean, it's just, yeah. Yeah. So it, it was. Um, that, that was interesting that, that it was on such a large stage on such a large platform that that was happening. I don't know whether this makes me a woman or whether this makes me just a, a question whether it's so much about gender, but I've experienced lots of bullies in my life and work where that, that behave that way as well. So I think everybody could recognize the, the just, um, you know, someone who stands there and, and she says he paid no, tax so you've not funded the troops you've not done any of that and he goes that's called business and yeah, it's, <laughs> oh wow what smart. a brilliant guy yeah. yeah yeah she said his tax returns that he has released show that he paid no federal income tax and he chimes in interrupts her and says that makes me smart that no. makes me smart <laughs> no, that, that makes you um, a liar and a fraud because you said you're worth billions of dollars but, but the only that, way that you pay no income tax is if you show a loss you. on your yeah. On your I, t- yeah. yeah, I but mean, it's more than a liar and a fraud. What the debates managed to do is really show that he's a liar, a fraud, and stupid. You know, because mm-hmm. even if even the cleverest player of the game would know not to say things like that in that moment. Yeah. <laughs> Too much of an ego. I saw Joe Biden taking a big fat dump on him earlier. It was pretty good, actually. Brilliant. That was brilliant. But I, I was already just shaking my head in disbelief over the stupidity that I was, I was seeing from him when there, towards the end, he said that he believes that he should be president because he's the one with the temperament. Yeah. And you can wow. see it. I wow. In his face. It was just like... Mel, do you, do you have any family or friends who watched that and said, oh, I thought Trump was good? I have not dared to ask yet because okay. I'm afraid to know. Okay, fine. Mm, I, suspect yeah. that I, have, I, I suspect that I have two parents. Yeah, I've been comparing. I can tell you for sure that my cousin Mark will not have wavered. Really? What, is he Trump fan? Yeah. Oh, my God. Is he American? Does he get a vote? Yeah, he's uh, from San Diego. San Diego? Good God. Wow, the liberal coast. What a surprise. I know. I don't, I don't understand it. It's, um, I've been comparing it to Brexit all along and saying, you know, this is the guy is the voice of the disenfranchised and people who have, have taken the rough end of globalisation. Uh, and I think there's a lot of truth to that. There's a lot of people who've Trump. really suffered. And, Trump and they, is the voice of the disenfranchised? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, uh, yeah I don't mean he's the voice of the, I don't think he is the disenfranchised. I think that the, the disenfranchised are drawn to him because he's the one saying, let's blow it all up. And they're going, oh, okay. I agree. Um, yeah, but, I, but I think the difference... Uh, yeah, Sorry, I, I just think the difference with this from Brexit is that we didn't have anybody as strong as Hillary Clinton standing there making the other argument. That's the difference. Or just yeah. standing there and letting him hang himself while she looks competent. Yeah. 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 And hopefully it's a disenfranchised, but it's a disenfranchised Republican voters rather than... That's I think right. that might be the case. You know, it's just that the Republican Party is full of people who are looking for more extreme answers. And Maybe. they're like a straight-talking man in a wig. So that's The Walking Dead dealt with. <laughs> what else? 
<laughs> oh, I do want to mention, uh, I've just put a trailer up on the boxthepod.com slash news, and it's a Netflix trailer they've just released for their £156 million production of The Crown, a British period oh, drama it looks following... Good the life of the young Queen Elizabeth II. I think this my friend's cost... in that. Really? Yeah. Wow. Let me just check it out. I'm going to see if I can find him in the cast. Also well, in the, cast. In the, in the cast, I mean, Claire Foy plays the role of the Queen. I don't know who she is, really, but I recognise her face-ish. Matt Smith, a.k.a. Doctor Who, plays the role of Prince Philip. Wow. <laughs> and weirdly <laughs> enough, John Lithgow takes on the role of Winston Churchill. And uh, in the what? trailer, he actually pulls it off a little bit, but it's wow. a weird choice. Wow. It's created and written by Peter Morgan, who did the Oscar-winning film The Queen, mm. and uh, directed by Stephen Daldry of Billy Elliot. Right. Same. So it's got a lot of uh, big chops behind it. Jamie, and it's hoping some... to fill that Downton Abbey-shaped void in our lives. Is Lithgow also an executive producer? Because that kind of bravery in casting has not been seen for a long time. No, I don't. I'm not sure. I'll have a check, but yeah, it's, well, it's, a, it's, a, it's a left field choice. Well done, Netflix. Again, 150 million. Or buy you some common sense. Clearly, <laughs> um, good. Anything else in the news? That'll do. Yeah. Then it's time for community. How far through are we all with community, Jackaroo? Uh, just on the pilot now, just before coming on here. Okay, Ooh. he's watched the pilot. He's full of a cold. He is going to be low energy. Let's uh, see in a moment what he thinks. Mel, how much have you seen? I've seen through uh, season five. Ah, right, okay. An expert. Matt? Uh, yeah, I've seen about the same as Mel, yeah. I have seen episode one. Uh, and Jamie, Ooh. Jamie, you've seen yeah, a lot, haven't you? I've seen up to season five, and I, I, was, I did start season six that, that was shown on Yahoo!, but I couldn't get into it, so oh, right. I've not carried on as yet, but I probably will go back. Okay, well, I'll set this one up, and uh, and then I'll be quiet-ish. When uh, lawyer Jeff Winger, played by Joel McHale, finds his degree has been revoked, he's forced to go back to school at Greendale Community College. Uh, he tries to score points with a girl, he invents a study group in order to do that, and invites her to join it, and that study group becomes the community of weird characters, including Chevy Chase, um, that will form this story. Uh, took part of that from Wikipedia, can't take credit for a phrase like fast-talking lawyer Jeff Winger. Did I even say fast talking? I'm not sure. I enjoyed the first episode. Um, uh, I, I, however, there's, I know that there's lots of ins and outs of this thing. Jamie can't get into season six. I'm thinking, should I invest in something that might go off the rails later down the line? That's my thoughts. Jack, where do you stand? Uh, well, Oops, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't much of a fan. Who knocked on the door then? Who knocked on the door? Sorry, that was someone knocking on my door. That's why I was a bit off when you came to me then. Do you want to talk to them, Jack? Do you want to talk to them? No, no, you're all right. You're <laughs> okay, all right. okay. Uh, carry so, on, Jack. What do you think? It's My problem was that I didn't like Ahmed, the character. Um, Ahmed. That's the one. Uh, the principal annoyed the pants off me. Gillian uh, Jacobs looked hot, but not as hot as she does in love. Um <laughs> The main guy just isn't very... I found when he, when he gave the inspirational speech at the end that was supposed to sort of cheer everybody on, yeah. it just didn't strike a chord with me at all. It just didn't uh, bring me in. Mm. Uh, yeah, and that's my... The, the one thing that I did laugh at that I've actually written down just to remind me is the Asperger's. Oh, that, yeah. that, that made me laugh. Asperger's, from that. Asperger's made you laugh. You know, Asperger's is... Asperger's, what, because of the pronunciation? Because they were saying ass and then burgers. Do you know that's the, what made me laugh. That's the correct way of saying what we sometimes call Asperger's. Asperger's is actually the correct way to pronounce it. Oh, is it? it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but they're saying it's uh. Asperger's. <laughs> okay, <laughs> fine. Um, so, Jack, uh, not sold, then? Not sold... I think my problem was I went into it um, comparing it to The Office, as I do with every single American oh. comedy show. <laughs> and okay. you just never, ever, ever, ever live up to The Office. 
Um, oh, also, God. just a little side note. Uh, if you're to get on in the new world that we now live in post-1975, you shouldn't just rate the female <laughs> characters based on how hot they are. Um, Sorry, yeah. That. <laughs> okay, so we've got some problems from Jack. Um, I found it funny. I just found it a bit more cynically funny. I'll be honest, I was kind of expecting something more Chuck-like and it's something more... Um, clever, not not that Chuck isn't clever, but you know what I mean. It, the the humour is more cynical than it's that. It's very cynical, um, and that's actually my it? main problem with of the show. It is Matt. The premise is he sets up a community to try and pull a girl. That's quite cynical. I know, but then the well, that's that, or you're talking about the first episode, but the larger arc of that is that he is then actually drawn into it, and they become his best friends. Well, well I don't know that yet. But that is what happens. Well, thank you for ruining it. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that story isn't important. That's just obviously what's going to happen from the from the end of the first episode. But the entire the entire setup is, is cynical. He's he's on the con all of the time, isn't he? In fact, I think didn't I watch two episodes? Is it in the first episode that he tries that he does he, he bribes the his friend the teacher for the car and stuff? Yeah, that, how can you not episode. see from the very first episode that this is going to be about him finding the error of his ways? Of course, but that in the most unlikely of settings. But if he achieves that, that might be seven series away before he achieves that. <laughs> Up until then, he might be just a trickster, which is cynical. I'm not saying cynical is bad. I'm just saying. But he's a trickster with a heart of gold. That's. <laughs> I, I can't believe you're trying to paint the, the, these characters as cynical. They're not. That's not what it is. <laughs> Are you serious? You don't think they're cynical? No, not at all. <laughs> you, Matt Wallace, do not think that these characters are cynical. Is it not like looking no. in the mirror for you? Uh, yeah, is it Matt Wallace? <laughs> Matt Wallace is so cynical and dark and twisted that he can't recognise basic grade A cynicism when he sees it anymore. I th I, I think this show is uh, is a celebration. <laughs> it's like a fiesta. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's a celebration of being of, of being a nerd and being an outsider. That's that, that's what it is at its core. Okay, I do. Okay, now that's, that that strikes that. a chime. Yes. Yeah, I like that. That certainly, when they're sitting on the steps and stuff, I, I realised oh, we've got a bit of a breakfast club thing going on here as well. Kind of. Well, yeah, and they reference that, don't they? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah about seven million good. times. <laughs> oh, Jack! Jack, I can smell the lemsip coming off you now. Um, uh, okay, Mel, you've carried on to season five, so you 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 both think it's cynical and enjoy it. Um, I think that Jeff Winger, his cynicism never allowed me to really care about that character or his journey because I didn't feel like there was a journey. I mean, on the one hand, yeah, he did. Be, these people did become his best friends, but he constantly mistreated them and talked down to them. And you know, one grand gesture at the end of the twenty-two minutes does not redeem him in my eyes. Wow, I am surprised at this. I really am because, for me, in that same period of time, the only one who has the obvious journey from. Uh, being a cynic to not is Jeff. Everyone else is pretty much where they started by the end of it all. No one really? else has. No, uh, am I wrong? Does is, is anyone else undergo a significant transformation? I don't. I'm. If you're talking from cynicism to slightly less cynical, then okay. Um, anything really. But Annie changes quite dramatically. Um, How so? She goes from this uh, very very insecure type A personality on the verge of a nervous breakdown to finally finding her voice and what she wants to do with her life and a purpose and a mission that is not someone else's purpose or mission. But that happens in about five episodes. No, it does. how far have you watched? All of it. It's a continuous journey, isn't it? I don't think so. By the time you get to the point where she's like being a reporter and all those things, she's already uh, found her strength and... I, yeah, I, I disagree with that. Step in okay. here, Jamie. Where, who's right? Um, I, well, I think you've, you, you know, I'd, I'd side more with Mel on the uh, the character journeys. Mm. Uh, I do feel like the, you do see certain other characters evolve as well. But I actually don't even think it's an issue not liking Jeff Winger. 
Uh, I think that Jeff is like the conduit for us to enter this world, but it very much becomes about the supporting cast. I mean, I think mm-hmm. this is Chevy Chase. I think this is Chevy Chase's masterpiece. His best, his best thing he's done mm-hmm. since Fletch or Fletch Lives. He's amazing in this show. He's absolutely yes, he is, brilliant. Yeah. Ken Jong as Chang is brilliant. Oh, wonderful. Mm-hmm. He's uh, the Dean. Uh, I've forgotten the guy who plays uh, what he's called, Jim but Rash. he's he gets better. that character of the Dean just gets better and better. And by the end of season one, Jack, you'll absolutely love the supporting cast. And Jeff's mm-hmm. just a, another part of that, a piece in that puzzle. And you just you you love the comedy that's around them. It's just a, a really good bunch of performers all in the same room. Let's help yeah. one's uh, Chubby Chase. Chevy Chase. The old guy. Which one's Matt just um Jack just said which one is Chubby Chase? Yeah, I'm choosing to ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jack, to be your age uh, is just uh, Chevy Chase was a big star in the eighties and he uh, like a brilliant comedy guy who was on Saturday Night Live in the early days and stuff and he's a bit of a legend so getting him on this show is is a, is a bit of a scoop he's the old guy oh, and he'd okay. been he'd been sort of out in the wilderness for a long time hadn't he yeah yeah, yeah. And, and the sad yes. thing about Chebby is that he constantly criticised the show's writing from the very mm-hmm. start whenever he was interviewed and he was a, he, he never really gave it any credit and eventually fell out with the showrunner and they both left the show yeah. through the, a number of incidents. And well, the show I, 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 wonder, I wonder if Mel yeah. might have some more insights for us on Dan Harmon because oh, he's... Oh, yeah. Um, like, I, I've watched Harmontown and he, he, he is a, a crazy character. Can I just clear Harmontown is the documentary about community, isn't it? Is it? No, it's about um, his show that he tours around the country while he was... Mm. While he was writing yeah. Community, or while, or, he, or while he was writing the third was, series of Community, or something, it was after, wasn't it? Okay. Yeah, they did a bus tour to kind of try to drum. They did everything they could to drum up ratings, and they did this they, where they went to various community colleges around the country, okay, uh-huh. uh, and met met with fans and had little mini rallies and stuff. So that's that's where that was from. He was, um, I mean, he did his best to conform to network you know to what nbc wanted but as you continue to watch community you're going to see it becomes more and more surreal and um in the the sight gags and i mean it's just it's barely barely network television it would have done better on you know showtime or hbo or something like that yeah so i've heard that the style and the structure and everything really starts to change like it's it it becomes a very different show at different points is that right Mm -hmm. Well, it's like many other shows in that it starts to just sort of very often do little genre episodes of its own. Right. It like does, and that it relates to the specific characters. It's whatever they're. It's each character has their own point of view, and an episode that's focused on a specific character has a specific look and writing style, and okay. so, which I think is very creative. But it doesn't really fit. At the time, it didn't really fit with what network te- television was. So, what's Jack in store for? What I mean, Jack, did you laugh at all? Um, I laughed at certain parts, but not. I thought it was going to be a gag a minute. It was a bit like Brooklyn Nine Nine. Okay. Um, but the the series through series one to five, do we see them progress through the community college? Is it all based mm-hmm. on Jeff just getting this degree and then? going away no, you, you have to forget the the, the the overall story really because that mm-hmm. is the it, it's unimportant to the to the rest of the show it's it, it's very much a a traditional sitcom in the sense mm-hmm. that the, the the overarching story plays very little part and it's just episode to episode funny 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 and uh to for me i think the f- the first four or five episodes of the f- first series are where it's finding its feet but then after that it really starts to pick up pace and the show f- understands what it well not not this not the show understands what it's doing but the show is has decided what it's doing and really really does it well and mm-hmm. i i mean i i don't know if i agree necessarily that, that that each episode is from the point of view of a different character but it's just that they they take on different um tropes and different ideas from other sitcoms and movies like the 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 the, the standout one for me is towards the end of series one where there's um uh, a, a double episode called modern warfare 
which mm, is obviously ta- taken from from the title of a Call of Duty game, and was directed by the Russo brothers, who were who were doing Fast and Furious at the time, and went on to do Winter Soldier and uh, Civil War, and it's it's a basically there's a paintball game on the campus, and. It's- it's Ama- Jack, you've got to get to it. Yeah. got to get to it. it. It's, it yeah, is so good. It's so good. And they return to that paint. That in, in subsequent series, they then return to the same kind of uh, plots. So there is another paintball episode in series two and three as well. But they kind Yeah, which is a Western to, in series yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. It's really clever the way. It's very creative and it's very. And it's brilliant. There are some episodes that are just incredible. And I'd say uh-huh. that the first three series, especially. Uh, are, are amazingly good, amazingly funny, you know, and you yeah. will come to love the characters. I wonder if yes. Jack agrees with this, right? I, I um, perhaps cynical is the wrong word to to use earlier on, but it felt to me like a and a lot of the conversation is centered around the kind of cleverness, the writing. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt it, it it felt like it that first episode is very much in the head, uh, not mm-hmm. in the heart, and you three guys. And girl, two girl guys, you get my point. Have just, uh, just now, uh, this far in, half an hour in, have just kind of got passionate and gone. You're gonna feel this. You're gonna love this. It it f- feels to me like I need. Uh, you know, what am I gonna? What am I gonna get out of this? I feel like Jackie's being told lots of intellectual reasons to carry on, but not necessarily mm-hmm. that it's like. Oh, this is uh, it's not slapstick it's not drama it's not well, you know what is it and it, it seems like slap- the, there's a lot of slapstick in this there's a bit of everything in it and it sounds like mm-hmm. behind the scenes Chevy Chase has been pushing and criticizing and and they've and it's changed direction in lots of lots of ways why why do you enjoy this show when you when it's at its best why do you three enjoy this show it's well, I do think. It, sorry, go on, Mel. You go, Mel. It, it's hilarious and it's clever. And and Jack, you mentioned that you didn't really care for Abed in the first episode. Um, yeah, he's oh, going to become your favorite character. Uh, <laughs> Troy and Abed, they're going to be your favorite characters. That's good. That's Somehow, good. I, I find that a bit hard to believe in the first episode, but I'll take it, your word I understand, for it. Feels like man. a challenge, though, doesn't it, Jack? Feels like a challenge. Oh, God, yeah. An uphill struggle. <laughs> yeah, I can understand why you were repelled a bit by the dean and by Abed in the first episode um, and no, no one stays as they are in the first episode which goes against what I said earlier mm. but I just think their characters get established quicker and rather than in an, in an arc But um, So what's I'll, your I'll emotive say, reason uh, Matt when you put it on what do you expect from Community why does it make your world better? Well I'm trying to pin that down but let me, let me just preface it by saying that this is definitely this is like one of the best shows I've watched in the last five or six years, I think it is fantastic, um, and I, I love it because of its cleverness. Uh, it's it's a great show to watch as a TV fan because um, Abed constantly, like it constantly refers to the fact that it's a TV show. It's very meta, um, and, uh, and and as I say, it, it takes you to all these places. But when it when it does that, like when it does the Modern Warfare episode, you really have to imagine a fantastic action film that it also happens to be two people, two teams of people playing paintball in a community college. Mm. Like it, 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 it's, it's, it's amazing the way they commit to uh, what they're doing to the, to the extent that they do a really good job at it mm. while still maintaining the spoof. Oh, that's do, good. Do that's know- got me. Yeah. What was it? It was, it was probably about six months ago, maybe longer that we were talking about that. I was saying, I, I thought comedy was turning an interesting turn in that sense that it was committing to its ideas for long. Oh, it's Kimmy Schmidt. Kimmy Schmidt. You right. know, the, you know, the way it, it, it'll choose a, a bizarre path and it won't let up on it. It's not just a family guy flashback. It kind of commits to it. So if there's a bit of that, a bit of, uh, self-confidence in in the directions that they find themselves going in that's that's attractive to me I like that. it really is and, and and also um i think it's important to mention that uh like i think i think britta is a really important character mm-hmm. because I, and we've, t- we've touched on this before in the in like say brooklyn 99 or um scrubs or i'm trying to think of another one with a kind of 
or, or in fact Chuck, um, you have these kind of three slightly geeky, nerdy guys who might be a bit kind of lazy and a bit slobby. Um, but these these characters, these male characters recur throughout comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, guys who are lovable and uh, draw you in because they're not very good at stuff and they're a bit clumsy. And Britta is the equivalent of that, but a woman, mm-hmm. which is like completely new mm. um at this point at any rate i think and um great jamie yeah, what's I your I... jamie what's your what's your what's your big sell um i just i i think there's just some brilliant funny perform a really really brilliant bunch of funny comedic performers and some of my favorite characters in comedy in a comedy show i i think i think chevy chase is is just brilliant i think he's superb in this i think i love ken jong and i think he he gets to really explore like his character gets oh, to man chang is just, hilarious it just goes on some really funny journeys and then like you said gillian jacobs as she likes to be called it's gillian uh, who true. plays britta is is fantastic that it's just a cast of really really good funny people john oliver turns up every now and then for an episode yes. and he's yes. brilliant in it and he is and, very good yeah, and it's just those. It's just, it's just a really. I love watching very funny people doing something they're very good at together and enjoying it. And you get to see a hell of a lot of that. And and you don't have to. You know, you might like characters that everyone else doesn't like, and you, there might be certain characters you really don't like. But there's other characters that you'll absolutely love. I don't know who they'll be, but there were, will be characters in this show that you will love. Let me see if yeah. you agree with this uh, conclusion by me, Jack. Um, I watched the first episode and I thought, I know where I am. I kind of think I know where it's going. And I kind of get the taste. And I was, you know, fair enough. But I wasn't that bothered about carrying on. It feels now like all of that, all of my expectations are going to be blown apart and it's and it's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, I feel like now I've got more of a reason to carry on with it. Up until about five minutes ago, I was still kind of umming and ahhing. Mm. Whereas now I, yeah. I'll... I'll I'll give it a go. I'll I'll finish season one because they're they're only short episodes anyway. They're only like mm-hmm. twenty five minutes, aren't they? So I can mm. probably yeah. Well, I'll crack on with it if you do, Jack. All right yeah. then, guys. Good. Which um, uh, Jamie and Matt? Which season is the darkest timeline episode? Is that season three? That is in series three. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's um, a masterpiece, really. And there's also oh, that's also the season where we get yeah, the is, yeah. pillows and blankets episode the first one yeah oh yeah yeah no it's the second one but yeah is it there's some great cameos in it actually as well you've got jack black yeah um owen wilson's in it briefly uh john goodman uh, mm, yeah. uh who else help me out um that's all of them actually chubby chase do you uh, uh-huh. mel have you seen uh, it's been a while since we had mel on did you have did you see nurse jackie mel i have not had time you guys these last two weeks have been horrific and, i have uh, to tell you jamie you've watched have you watched all of nurse jackie i'm up to seasons just started season four. Oh, season four's the best um uh, what about you jack did we did you carry on with that did you do that? I, I never actually watched it. I, I've not oh, watched okay. any of it. Right, right. Have we done Nurse Jackie a couple of weeks ago? Yeah. Yeah, I thought we did. Yeah. Um, I just, Matt, just for your sake, have you remembered yet the episode I was talking about when... Uh, the Candyman thing. No, I can't remember it. All right. Let me just tell a quick uh, anecdote. Two anecdotes. One, Jamie and I interviewed Peter, <coughs> Peter Facinelli a, a few years ago when he was in um, Thingy. The vampire film. Help Twilight. me. Oh, it was back Twilight. in the uh, Twilight films, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, so we were interviewing him about that. I wish I'd watched Nurse Jackie before we watched that because he's so funny. Um, and there's an episode later on that is in a funeral and he begins to sing the Candyman song at the funeral. And it's one of the funny. I was just crying, <laughs> laughing. You've got to carry on with Nurse Jackie just to get to that point. It's so funny. Uh, you interviewed Coop. We interviewed Coop. Yeah. Ah. yeah. Have you just Googled Peter Facinelli while I was telling that story? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have, yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't know who he was before that. Okay. I was thinking it was going to be the doctor who comes in in the last season, but no, it's not. Um, I've also got anecdote of the year 
coming up in a moment. But first, Matt wanted last week, and he didn't have time. He, he joined us after we talked about it. Matt had requested that we touch on the news story that Netflix had actually agreed with our four-episode rule. They'd released mm-hmm. the four-episode rule. Did you have anything particularly interesting to say about that, Matt? Well... No. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> cool. um, no, my, 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 my question was, uh, which is based on how this show generally goes, but you seem to operate on the basis that anyone can like a show. Mm, it's a very optimistic, uncynical view of the world, isn't it? Well, that, 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 yeah. That and, like uh, that. No, no, no. That's what you seem to operate on, Howell. Yeah, no, I'm saying. Clash. I'm saying. That's what I mean. I agree. Um, but I, that, that was basically, I, I just wanted to mention that. Because yeah. in the context of the discussion, I mean, as a point on its own, I admit it's not like well, I've, the most... <laughs> I've t- no, no, no. It's a really interesting question and it's an absolute yeah. can of worms answer. But Jamie's heard me talk for years about taste, which started in my theatre days. And then I went from theatre to radio at a community college in a place where people would send us emails saying come on boys, play something good, put some boy bands on, completely unsarcastically. Um, and uh, I, I ultimately came to this conclusion that there, that there is, I, I do have, uh, perhaps naive, but I think, I, I do generally believe that most people can enjoy most good things, which brings in another argument about what is good and what is bad and what is mm. subjectivity. But I think that, Often, when something has been a lot like art, if you think about it in the art world or the food world, because uh, those are other areas of taste, there is a level at which th- really, really talented people are paid a lot of money to make great things. Now, there's a massive sea of art and food out there, but you probably know that although Picasso might not be everybody's favourite, with a bit of time spent studying Picasso, you might really think that it was worthwhile, right? And and get something from it. Which would be very different from saying, hey, try and get four paintings into my paintings, which I don't do, and would be awful. So there is this kind of... I do believe that there's this good and bad kind of line in the sand which does exist at a certain point. And kind of the point, the idea around this podcast was, look, this bunch of people doing this podcast, we're not going to talk about something. We're we're smart enough people to not talk about something or stick with something that's bloody awful. We're probably picking stuff that is in the realm of, if most people invest in it, it's 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 definitely worth investing now the the question beyond that is have you got time in your life to invest in all of these things so we're trying to mm. decide which things are are the the cream of the crop for our own personal tastes but but to use chuck as an example because that's what i always go back to and was a, was one of the first things that we discussed with mel on the show chuck yeah. is a and it's all, also the second worst show we talk about on here <laughs> yeah. oh. but, and yet and yet you're wrong and yet you're wrong uh, that's that's a really good example of something that um really deserves cheerleading because on the surface for the first few episodes maybe even the first series a lot like um parks and rec it's really tough go it's not tough going but you it's really one thing and then it turns into something else a lot like what you've just said about community and and it's people like us and and chuck's a great example because that would only have been kept alive that would have only carried on with people like Mel, people who had invested in the whole thing, going, no, listen, everybody, this is brilliant. And there was such a groundswell of people who were drawn to it that it was brought back alive like other things have, like family going to stuff by the mm. fans, you know. So, again, carry on with Can I ask Chuck. a question Chuck. about Chuck? <laughs> yeah. Can I ask a question yeah. about that? Because I tried to get back into it recently. Did you? Um, Where are I you? Did. Where Whereabouts are you? Somewhere, somewhere mired in season one. Yeah. Um, can I just skip good? ahead to series two? Yes. Um, yeah. Why not? I'd skip yeah. ahead to season two, and mm-hmm. I would perhaps skip to the last episode of season one. I think that was the suggestion last time to Jamie, wasn't it, Mel? You, you're allowed yeah. to watch the last episode of season one and then carry on. 
you know, give it, give it the four okay, in season. That. Give it the four in yeah. season two. But, yeah, but, you've got you've got your characters established at this okay, point. I'll do that. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm going to give it that. Episodes, but season two, I think, is is probably the strongest. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, but even the bullet train, the series, but... even the the stuff later on, Mel, like the bullet train episodes and stuff, mm-hmm. it turns it it turns to me into one of those things. You know, when you were a kid and you might read a series of adventure books. Mm-hmm. Um, and huge. yeah, and you and or a, any series of books when you're a kid, Harry it's Potter, like yeah, yeah uh, well less so Harry Potter, more sort of shorter stuff. I'm trying to think of a good example. Oh, okay. uh, in our very young days, it would have been what you know, Enid Blight and um, the Mag- what was it? What were they called? The Famous Five, stuff like that. It almost becomes something like that. The the joy of it is entering this world and going on a little different adventure each week. But at the same time, the actors and the ensemble become more and more funny and more and more relaxed into their roles, a lot like mm-hmm. the other things we've mentioned. Um, so it never becomes... It doesn't become Tolstoy, but it does... Uh, it does become very enjoyable and and some really funny and very moving moments as it goes along. You know, that's what I think. Can I say just as an adde- uh, 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 an addendum because yes. I've got to go in a sec. Yep. Um, community is a is a rocky road. Yeah, it sounds like, like it. series mm-hmm. series one, two, and three for me are community. Okay. As far as I'm concerned, you can mm-hmm. let the rest of it. If, if, if it all fell off into a cliff, okay, fell off into a cliff, yeah, fell off into the sea, I would <laughs> yeah. be fine with that. I, right. I wouldn't mind if it got, it got erased from history. Okay, I'll carry on. Season five is like you can watch it a bit, but they, 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 after season four, after Harmon left, it was it was dead, unfortunately. Okay, mm-hmm. Jack. Um, I, I know Jack's ill. I know Matt's needing to go, and I know Jamie's making his tea. Mel's the only one paying attention, but please give me your attention for this one anecdote before we go, okay? Because this is the anecdote of the year. This better be worth it. Oh, this is so worth it, and it's not even mine, which is probably what's going to make it good. My brother lives in the hills of Lancashire, uh, near a place called Burnley. Uh, Everything's built on a hill there. Uh, It's an old mill sort of town. He went to the Chinese takeaway, which smells of mould, and he went in and the woman behind the desk was there and they were just making small talk and Johnny and his wife Tanya were watching Game of Thrones. Johnny said to the woman, uh, are you watching Game of Thrones? And she said, uh, no, no, but my, my daughter is and she, she really enjoys it. It, look, it looks quite violent stuff, but, but hey, winter is coming. And what she meant was, winter's on the way, so it's a good time to watch a box set. She had no idea (laughs) what she was saying. That's wonderful. But hey, winter is coming. Their jaws hit the prawn crackers. (laughs) Isn't that amazing? And there must then, be some subconscious. She must have sort of somehow taken the message in she, via her daughter she was, accidentally. She was referring to the weather. I'm telling you, <laughs> they couldn't believe it. It's just amazing, amazing. You know what? I'm actually friends with the publicist for Game of Thrones, and I'm going to share that with her. Yes. She will marketing. Excellent. It reaches everywhere, whether you know it or not. Brilliant. Give her the time That's code for amazing. this bit of the episode. Um, can, can we at some point, I'm not saying now, can we at some point talk about what I've been saying in Slack recently about um, Game of Thrones? Yes. No. No, we can't talk about it. Oh no! <laughs> what the spoilers? You mean? No, I, I, I just because I, I've been watching Game of Thrones and The Walking Dead, and I happened to watch two episodes that dealt with the same kind of tragedies. Right. And The Walking Dead did it so much more sensitively than Game I of Thrones. Know, I and know. I'm, just, I'm just very, I'm quite furious but at Game of Thrones. I at think. The moment. Uh, I think you're supposed to be furious. Yeah, That's I agree. It's so heavy-handed and it goes they dwell it on is. these things for so long and it is massively yeah. frustrating. I, I, I know the scene you're thinking of and 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 yeah, it's one of those moments where it does push you to the point of can I you know, do I really want to carry on in this? But I promise you, it's worth it. Yeah. It's worth it. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to question the value of the whole show. I'm no, trying to, no. I'm just trying to understand why they would do that. I don't understand it. I know shock value. 
They did get criticized for it at the time. Yeah. I don't remember them getting criticized for that. I remember them getting criticized for the end of Unbowed, Unbroken, or whatever it was. Well, yeah. Which I thought was, like, surprisingly tame, mm. given all the, uh, yeah. the the criticism that it got. But I, that was just like, I don't understand this. Who wants this? Who is... Who, who is Because uh, I understand the shock thing, and I understand... You know, while I don't mm-hmm. enjoy it, I don't like torture porn. I at least understand where it comes from. Yeah. But that was this was nothing like that. I didn't understand it. I, I, I agree with you. It was not easy to watch, and I'm not thrilled that I have that image in my head. Um, I wonder though if are you at the end of season five yet? Almost, but it's not. It's not even about that. I'm not a censorious person. I hate censorship. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. I, and no, I don't I'm want to censor it. I just want to understand did, the motivation for showing it. See, that's I, what I wonder. I don't know that you're. I don't know that you've gotten to the point where there's a payoff on that. Yet. There can't be an acceptable payoff well, for, my, for, my, for my money. I think I think the thing is with Game of Thrones, it tries yeah. to do something with the the fantasy genre in which it shows the actual brutality of of that world yeah. to an extreme extent, and sometimes it gets that perfectly right, and it like really makes you go, "Oh my god, this is this is like a real version of of this medieval Tolkien esque world." But sometimes it goes too far and I think that's one of the times where I agree with you like yeah. they didn't need to Bang linger on. on that moment as long as they did but you're yeah. exactly I think right that's, that is both insightful and answers Matt's question Jamie that's, yes. that's totally well, true um, alright guys I have to go yeah so do yeah, we so thank you very much and also Matt that is true of it, 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 almost any criticism you can level at season 5 is that things just generally are held too long I don't have any others oh, that's well, the you only should. one I really have well that's nice Okay. Uh, what are we doing next week any ideas I've got to go bye bye Matt, any, <laughs> bye, Matt. Have, we, have we got any suggestions for next week yet no, we didn't have anything lined up, did we? Wow. Um, what about the Get Down? We've been saying we're going to do it for ages. Okay, yeah, I'll watch the first episode of that. The yeah. Get Down yeah, next then. week. Mel, have you watched it? I've not. Um, I'm just checking my calendar quickly, Check and calendar. I'm not available next week. Okay, Jack, have you done the Get Down? I've, I've watched about four episodes of that. Okay, four out of six. <laughs> you may as well carry on. All right, well, we'll get to that next week. Any other suggestions, email us, studio at the box at pod.com. Jack, get better. Mel, good luck with your country. Jamie, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you. I'll take it. Thanks, everyone. See you later. Nice to talk to you again, Mel. Take care. I'll put some clothes on now. (laughs) Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. See you, Jack. See you later.